0: Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we continue our study on end times, getting really close to the end of this study. Next week should be the culmination or the following week. Depends on how long that discussion takes. But this discussion is kind of a part two on the final judgment. Last week, we talked about the final judgment of the battle so-called, that uh, Gog and Magog are going to try against God and his people as they're sitting in safety, which didn't work. And we go back to Revelation chapter 20 today, and we're going to lead into a, a time called the Great White Throne Judgment. This is the final, final judgment ever. And uh, we're going to start, though, in verse 20. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone. So the devil is taken up. Remember, um, at the end of the Battle of Armageddon, there were a couple that were thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, and that was the Antichrist and the false prophet. And now we have the devil finally getting his due. He is the third one now to be thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone and be tormented, as it says here, forever and ever, day and night. Uh, thrown into the fire where the beast and the false prophet are also and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And that really is the purpose of, you know, some people say, well, why did God create hell? Or why did God create the lake of fire? This is why. This is what it was created for, was the devil and his angels and his cohorts. It wasn't created for man. But man is going to follow Satan, as we've seen, and he's going to end up in the same judgment that Satan did. And uh, it's unfortunate and it's sad to think that some people will be in that situation. But they have every opportunity in this life to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Remember it says in Romans chapter 1 that God has made it plain to people through his creation his eternal power, and his Godhead. They can be seen through what is created so that we are without excuse. You cannot look around and say, there is no God. You just, you have no excuse for it. If you do, you're welcome to, but it's your judgment. But if you do look around and say that, as I'm looking out the window here to Um, some trees and such outside in creation, there is absolutely no way that you can really look in detail at God's creation and say, now there's no God. This all happened by random chance or, or whatever. Because order never comes from chaos. It's the other way around. Everything winds down. Nothing winds up without something winding it. And so this, it just makes absolutely no sense. And you look at the complexity of the human body, the complexity of even minute size things of the human body like the eye, and there's absolutely no logical way you could conclude anything but there is a God. And... So this wasn't created for humans, but humans have decided, I do not want God to be in control. I do not want to submit to his authority. I want to be my own authority. And the result of that is the same as, as for Satan, who said the same thing. I want to be like the most high. And when you say, I want to be my own authority, I do not want to follow God's authority. That's basically what you are saying is that I want to be my own God. I want to be my own authority when he is the rightful authority. And then we get to verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away and no place was found for them. So who is this who is sitting on the great white throne? It's God. It is God the Father sitting right here on this great white throne. This is the one who is so holy that earth and heaven can't even contain him. And verse 12 And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them, And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Just like when we look at the sheep and the goats and what were they judged by? What they did or didn't do. And so some people will take this and say, see, it's all about what you do. It's not necessarily about just faith. It's about what you do, because what you do is going to be judged. However, there's something you need to remember. These dead that are raised are the only ones that are still left dead. Because remember back in Revelation chapter 19, where it says those who take place in the first resurrection, the second death has no mastery over them. See, this isn't the first resurrection. This is the second. This is the final resurrection. The first resurrection was believers. And their judgment wasn't a judgment of condemnation, but a judgment of rewards, if you remember back. This, however, is a judgment of condemnation. And this is only for unbelievers. This is only for those who have not put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone to save them from their sin. If that is you, oh, I hope it's not. Because if it is, and you stay in that way, you'll be at this throne. And you'll be facing the judge. And it says the books were open. What are these books? Every indication is that these books are the record of what you have done in your life. The good, the bad, the ugly. Everything is there of these people, these people who refuse to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, refuse to submit to his authority and, and make him the Lord of their lives. These people who have rejected him as looking through these books, you may say, well, they're being judged based on their these books. Except if we jump down to verse 13, 15, it says, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. See, it's all about are you in the book of life? It's not necessarily about the books of our lives. The books of our lives are there for one purpose, to prove without a shadow of a doubt that you are or you are not in the book of life. It will go through everyone's life. All of these unbelievers their whole life, the whole books of their life will be laid out and it'll be proven from birth to age 5, 10, 15, 20, however old they lived to be. And it'll go through every moment of every day, every thought, every intention, every action, And all of those things, as they're going through, will prove, no, not then. No, not then either. No, you never bowed the knee to Christ. Not necessarily physically. You never took on his free gift of salvation. That's the purpose of these books. Now, if someone's name is not written in the the Lamb's book of life, that is when the judgment happens. But these books are to prove that these people didn't do it. It's there. It'll even prove opportunity. Opportunity. It'll even prove thoughts that questioned, there must be a God. If I just look around me, it's obvious. All of those things will be proven in these books. The questions, the people that came into your life to, to prove or to witness or to... Um, love you in the name of Christ and people who are trying to point you to the truth of the scriptures. It will prove these people's rejection. It will prove that they are enemies of God. It will prove that they are deserving of God's judgment They are deserving of condemnation because they failed to meet the criteria. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. It will prove that. It will prove that they didn't get to the second half of 623, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it will prove that Jesus Christ is not their Lord. It will prove that they have never accepted that gift, that free gift of eternal life. No matter where they are, whether they died in the sea or on the earth, it doesn't matter. You know, some people say, "Well, you know, is it okay to be cremated?" Um, God can put the pieces back together. It, it's not too difficult for Him. Think about all the people who have died from being eaten by animals over the history of the earth, or died from explosion, and and you you can't put them back together. It, God's able to fix that. That's not an issue. The sea gave up the dead which were in them. Death and Hades, which is really just a term for hell. Hades is the place of hell that we see during the the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, where the rich man was in hell, in Hades. And that's the holding place of the unbelievers until... This time of the great white throne. And so death and Hades are giving up their dead. All of the dead are coming here. And then it says in verse 14, um, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The lake of fire. Folks, this is the most tragic thing that can ever happen. To reject God to the point that you've died. and You're deserving, through all of the books opened of your life, deserving of the judgment of God. To be thrown away from God, which is where you desired to be, through your whole life on this earth, to be thrown into the lake of fire, to be tormented with the devil and the false prophet and the Antichrist and the the demons. No, there's not going to be a party down there. It says they will be tormented day and night forever. This is not going to be a party place. You're not going to go down there and play poker. You're not going to go down there and drink beer. You're not going to go down there and have a big old orgy. There's not going to be any of that. There's not going to be any of that. It's going to be torment. It's going to be everlasting. It's going to be that the fire will not be quenched. It's going to be... Worse than your worst nightmare. Worse than anybody's worst nightmare. And that's why even throughout the tribulation, even throughout pouring out his judgment on those who have rejected him, God calls people to repent and come to him because of his great grace. Some have said, well, this is way overkill. Why not just put them out of existence? This isn't overkill at all. This is just. This is exactly what they've deserved because they've rejected him time and time and time and time again throughout their whole lives. God is not unjust to leave somebody out there hanging who's so close but doesn't want... you. Know, No, Romans 3 is very clear that we don't seek after God. In and of ourselves, we don't. And this is the result. The wages of sin is death. This is the second death. The physical death is the first death. The second death is being thrown into the lake of fire for all of eternity. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he gets the second death. He was thrown into the lake of fire. Folks, I know have said it time and time again, but I can't help but say it again and plead with you. You have not acknowledged that God is in control and you are not, if you have not acknowledged your sin and that it is an affront to God and that you need someone to save you from your sin or you will end up in this lake of fire, I urge you, today is the day. Put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone, to save you from your sins. And then you will take part in the first resurrection, which is modeled after Jesus' resurrection, which proves that there no longer can be any death for those in that resurrection. Please, don't let this be your judgment. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays.